You're listening to the AFL Unlimited podcast, where we tackle all the hot topics in the AFL and bring you up to speed with everything you need to know in the football landscape. We'll take a look at this weekend's games and have some mixed discussion about what to expect. Let's head up to the box for the opening bounce. The dogs are back, but questions are being asked on a competition level. A weekend of close finishes, albeit poor games, add fuel to the state of the game fire. Is Zach Merritt's suspension fair or harsh? Will Queensland's border restrictions fracture the rest of the AFL season? We discuss in this ep of AFL Unlimited. How are we, boys? Yeah, pretty good. Good, mate. How are you, boys? Good, good. Good, good, yeah. I'm doing a lot better than a lot of players, it seems. Some of the top guns in the competition have gone down with a few injuries, Mm. just a few. (laughs) Naismith, not one to start with, but how... (laughs) Williams from the Giants, I know you were talking him up, Shorty, mm. but then obviously Fife is the big name, and then Tom Stewart from the Cats with a little innocuous one, just a little bump, and he yeah, breaks his collarbone. Yeah, collar I couldn't believe he broke the collarbones <laughs> for that right. one. But... He looked like he was being so bravado, and then he was just like, oh, what am I yeah. doing? <laughs> he was like, oh no. I think Howe's a, Howe's a very important one for Collingwood. He's been very, very good, probably Collingwood's best player to start this season, clear All-Australian form, and structurally leaves a massive hole in their defence with... Tom Langdon was potentially considering retiring at the start of this year, so I don't think he's ready to come back. Matty Scharenberg has obviously had his injury troubles as well. Mm. It's a pretty big hole to fill. It's crazy. A lot of those Pies defenders have had a fair few injury concerns over the journey, haven't they? But... uh... I think you wouldn't want to be losing more. That's all we can say now, isn't it? And he's pretty fragile. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Fife's a big one. I think it's only... One to two weaker, but you just wonder when we get yeah. a Brownlow night as well, how that could sort of look yeah, too. And, and we'll talk about it later, but I really think no Fife, no Frio. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about it when it comes to the game, but he's a pretty important player. Yeah, so I, just I agree. I think Stewart's a really important player for the Cats as well. We've seen Absolutely. in games where he's sort of been out, like whether he's sort of like had concussion or had an injury concern, the Cats have really struggled sort of having that um, third man up intercept, which he does so well. But, um, yeah, all those players will definitely, um, yes, leave the clubs wanting. Yeah, and we talked about Stewart's being a bit of an innocuous one. Speak of innocuous, Zach Merritt has just been handed a week for what is normally something you think is a pretty classic, you know, you're about to kind of tackle slash give him a little hit after him. Causes lung Mm. bruising. Fractured ribs and a a bruised lung, coughing up blood. So it's not a great, uh, great... Look, I think people are very divided about this, but very divided, very deliberate, you know, punch to the back. It happens quite a lot. Normally, it's with your, your sort of shoulder or your bicep that you would sort of tackle the player with, but this was a clear sort of knuckle and um, fist from Zach Merritt, and it, and it obviously has just hit the sweet spot of Silvani, who's tweeted mm. recently and said, you know, it sucks that Merritt got suspended for that. It happens 20 or 30 times a game. No hard feelings, mm. which is very good of him, but... He's not going to come out and tweet, oh, he should have got four. Yeah, I mean, it's I hate a, the bloke. That's just and... the, play, it's the player's <laughs> Yeah, code, it is. But, but yeah, yeah, it was good yeah. to see. It, it's a weird one because it has obviously resulted in injury. And then the uh, question gets brought up. Obviously, Tom McDonald went to bump Tom Stewart and, does, and Stewart's now broken his collarbone. So does that need to result in the suspension as well? It's sort of hard to toss that one up. I almost thought it was Stewart that kind of instigated that one. Well, that's you know, it. Yeah. He looked I think like it was to be his the own force that caused the... I think Stewart... Stewart hurt himself, so he should be suspended for hurting himself, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, they were sort of in a tussle and they were both aware of what they were doing. You know, they were locked eyes and they knew each other were going to bump each other, yeah, rough each other up. Violently. Oh, oh but, yeah, yep. But I don't, I don't think he can do what Merritt did and I know it does happen 20 or 30 times and I don't know how it caused so much damage but it did but I, I'm comfortable with him getting a week I would have been comfortable he got two I, it wasn't a good look I'm on the side that that just happens every yeah. player does it you probably see every player that's done something like that it's just a little bit of a follow through when the guy gets the ball out it's a bit more of a punch wasn't it mm. you yeah, do see he had the where... closed fist mm. it was trying to just put a bit more force on it I don't really think it was obviously ended up being major mm. but mm. I don't think it was that big a deal I think plenty of players have done that sort of stuff and do that sort of stuff all the time but it's just the same sort of issue as when someone tackles someone and they get hurt or any time someone gets hurt is it well it's yeah your fault I mean you're allowed to tackle in the game of footy you still have a duty of care I, I just don't know if we want I know what you mean mm. if someone showed me that bit of vision and said guess out of these three options what the result was I would have never guessed that he ended up like that but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like it, but I mm. Kane Corns and Jared Waitley this morning, they were going toe-to-toe, and, and 
to be fair, most of the callers or half and half were like thought what Chook thought, other half thought what what I was thinking. So I was you said it off the top lanes. Certainly divided opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. Some people are saying mm. let him do what he wants. Some people are saying piss off, mate, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> Plain and, and simple. speaking of piss off, <laughs> the hey. Queensland government has basically said, Hey Richmond and all you Melbourne people Piss off. Mm. You're this not is, coming in and you're big. not coming to play. This is the biggest spanner yeah. in the works. So big oh, that yeah. we've, the AFL's literally had to just restructure the whole yep. the whole round that's coming up. Three teams yeah. have now changed their opponents and that has big implications on, on what's going <laughs> on. What do we think, boys? It was crazy. Like, listening to the radio and you start the day sort of talking about games coming up and then it's like, oh, totally different <laughs> set of games. You know, it was just insane sort of how it unfolded. But... That's the world we're living in at the moment with the footy, isn't it? Mm. Could have never imagined something like that. But Trick, tricky scenario. Mm. Chook. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Yep. All good. Um, yeah. Look, we're going to have to be very flexible, as we know. Um, the AFL's mentioned the the need to be flexible over this season, get some games in, all those sorts of things. So, yeah. Look, it's it's already a compromise season. Asterix, whatever you like. So, uh, yeah, 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 that's how it's going. So, um, look, we're just gonna have to be flexible and just play it by ear really wet. Yeah. It's going to come down to how well Victoria can sort of, um, deal with COVID and, Mitigating it and reducing sort of the outcomes. Not, they're not running so at hot moment. at the moment, yeah. are they? No. <laughs> no. And, and the three no. big rules are obviously, so any Queensland or Eastern Hub-based team that plays a Victorian or Melbourne-based team has to quarantine for 14 days after that game. And they have to quarantine if the team they've played has just played a Victorian-based team. So Which it, makes it really interesting with that, Gold Coast yeah. because most of it changed around to avoid any sort of quarantine measures but Gold Coast are obviously playing us and we've just been to the G so by listening to Gil it sounds as if they won't quarantine but they'll make their way back without sort of going directly home yeah. like they may go from Geelong and play a game I don't know how to work but they might go to, to South Sydney Australia or something, or, yeah, yeah. something like that they're going to have really to be know. very flexible it's going to be different I definitely feel for Travis Ald and that oh, that'd be the worst he hasn't job. slept yeah. for a couple of weeks a <laughs> couple of months maybe but he won't be sleeping tonight yeah. and, and the thing is things could change even more I yeah, think New South they, Wales they, have to make a decision in terms of where they do sort of things with their borders and could get to the point where Victorian sides are based completely. I mean, yeah. Melbourne Storm. It's easier for rugby because yeah. it's just Storm, really, and it's not a real sport, down here. So. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> but what, you know, what are your thoughts big. on all the Victorian teams potentially travelling to another state to to hub? Yeah, oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, um, the Eagles obviously a number of interstate clubs have had to go to Gold Coast against their will and whatnot. But um, to keep against the comp- their will <laughs> to keep the game going, um, they've got to do what they've got to do, and um, for for the safety of all the players and I suppose all the stakeholders that live in Australia are concerned. Um, yeah, just need to keep the health sort of the main priority. So Northern Territory's been thrown up as well. Yeah, it makes it's sense. It's not like there. the fans are missing out anyway because they're not allowed to go to games in Vic. So. No. Yeah. If anything, you're allowing more fans to go to games because everyone That's else is letting... Yeah, I'm definitely all for it. I think at the stage now, after we've actually got some investment into this season, it's push through at all costs and just mm. keep 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 it going. Yeah. Another break would be very costly for the viewers, just for everyone involved, mm. all the stakeholders would not be a good thing to do. But talking about all the games, Mr. Anderson, please take it away. We had some... Crazy results over the weekend, some really good games and some really poor games, which we'll talk about later as well. (laughs) Looking forward to discussing that, fellas. Um, Sydney had the Western Bulldogs at the SCG, and it was the Dogs that uh, prevailed in the end by 28 points. Yep, Super Bond is back. That's three words there. (laughs) For for a little while, he was looking like he was kind of out of place. They are putting him in the forward line more last year and that sort of thing. But pure mid... He's everywhere, isn't he, Tiz? Mm. Yeah, he's, he was absolutely fantastic. The Dogs are back in town. They've won the last two on the trot, and they're looking really good. I had trust in them early in the year on the <laughs> tips front, and then um, I haven't really gone near them since, but now yeah. they give me every reason to. Um, all set up from the start, they got to a 30-point lead half-time, which really set them up. Dogs are too clean, too strong around the ground. As you said, Chook, Bont was elite. English was really good, marking everything. Um, so was the Dogs' pressure. 
was really good, and the defense was just rock solid as usual. Um, Papley obviously kick kicked four, so he was sort of the lone hand for the Swans in a low-scoring affair for them. He's just pumping his contract up. Yeah, he's trying to get some dollars in. <laughs> yeah. um, Norton out will also hurt the Dogs um, yeah, with his injury there. So, and Naismith, as we mentioned off the top. ACL, again, super unlucky. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah, the dogs. Oh, the Sam Naismith. <laughs> Aside from destroying my super coach side, he's, you know, I hope he goes well. But um, uh, the Bont was, how about that contest between oh. he and Heaney? That was just fantastic And Heaney stuff. was down too. That yeah. was the most, one of the most courageous marks that, you'd see. Absolutely. Back yeah. with the flight and then, you know, finish those two long-range goals as well. Yeah. It was fantastic. Captain Bont now yeah, officially he, has he led, didn't he? stamped so, himself. Yeah, the dogs, like Tice alluded to, continue to sort of be... One of the toughest sides to get a gauge on. They're a yeah. bit up and down, but yeah, they're a tough team to pick. It was interesting you said Patley kicking all those goals, trying to get more on that value. I reckon he was probably tweeting baggers as well, just like when the Blues got up, getting ready, getting ready for the new team. Yeah, it's getting very excited for the Blues. Um, the Giants had Collingwood at Giants Stadium, and once again, Giants prevailing this time. They got the job done by two points. Yeah, Giants need green. I don't know whether it's Toby or the new one. They're both <laughs> fantastic. They both be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we got a very good look at this. Yeah. So we sure did. We all of us. we watched the game together. All of, you. Which was, all of you. All of us. We all we all watched it. And um, Green is good for the Giants. Um, deja vu for the Pies as well. So again, it was very reminiscent of the the prelim final. I'll get get into that in a minute. Um, but a pretty dour affair early on. Um, but the game opened up as it went on. Um, yeah, so the injury to Howe was massive for the Pies, and gee, he just went in so hard in that contest. And they normally say, you know, footy coaches go, oh, go in hard, you won't get hurt. Well, <laughs> sometimes, it, um, yeah, it can come back he to went mind, in but... against Jacob Hopper, though, who's literally a brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, still take yeah. that advice, but sometimes that is, that is the other side of it as well. But um, yeah, look, Green. Green, he's uh, when he plays, they are a different team. The Giants, they walk a lot taller. They he's do. kicked three goals, nine in possessions. Um, the Giants in the end were too tough and just able to lock it in late. I want to talk to you fellas about uh, Grundy with his influence in the ruck. So we talk about how it's very similar to the prelim final. Does he is he a little bit one dimensional with the way he sort of does his ruck craft in these types types of games where there's not much happening. He needs to clear it when mm. you know, the Giants want to lock it in, but Grundy, Grundy unable to clear it in the prelim final and again in yeah. this game well, has cost the pies. Mumford is his kryptonite now in the Giants' uh, clashes. Mumford's clearly just been brought in pretty much tagging Grundy in the ruck and just, just causing as much trouble. Yeah, Grundy still played really well, but Mumford was just making everything hard for him and struggling to uh, convert those hit-outs to advantage to the Collingwood midfield. And obviously, Steel Sidebottom was tagged as well very well by Matt DeBoer. Only 12 touches, no clearances, which doesn't help either. Very mm. nice, don't they? Like yeah, I think you're right, though. I think very similar to the prelim, as you said. And Grundy got caned for not really having the influence late and not being creative with his hit-outs. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt on a couple of occasions he maybe tried to, but just couldn't execute it. Probably... Because of Mumford's Mumford influence. Mumford with that new skinhead look. He's, just, oh, yeah. he's got the same <laughs> the aggression. Gulag, straight out of yeah. jail. <laughs> straight out of a Guatemalan prison. <laughs> it was a good game to watch though, boys. One of the games yeah, of the year. It hasn't been many great games and this year. So. Tom Green, if we're talking about the Greens, looked yeah. fantastic. We were saying he was a Clayton Oliver clone. I couldn't believe he was selling yeah, candy. It was, like, it was super confident. Last quarter, I think he had seven touches and he yeah. had three quite evasive sort of touches. And yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Very nice, thanks. Uh, Port, Port Adelaide had West Coast at Metricon Stadium. Power got the job done by 48 points. Yep, i got to say that. Homesick Eagles worry. They're just... What are they doing? <laughs> this absolutely <laughs> awful. Who are you? They will be hoping that when they get those seven games in a row that they're not going to be playing the same because it is not all we're in a hub. And even the coach acknowledged yeah. it. Yep. He, went, he said, it's not just a hub, we're just playing awful footy. Spot on, Chook. Um, it was a great start of the game by Port. Again, the, the starts for teams uh, seems to be the key to getting the job done. Our muscle at the contest, once again, the Eagles, they're looking yeah, very poor in that state. And obviously, yes, and in that state as well, because the conditions do not suit their football. So they're a kick-mark team, and when they don't get to play in those conditions they want to play in, they find it very tough to control the ball especially because they're 18th in ground balls as well. So if it hits the ground, they are stuffed. And they were 18th last year too, I think. Yep. I yep. 
crazy. Spot on, mate. Their kick mark game was just spot on last year. Like, Hearn and um, Brad Shepard were just dominating intercept mm. mark. Jeremy McGovern, obviously. McGovern mm. was obviously out for this game, which, which hurt them a lot. But Port were just absolutely running them rampant. They were running, through, like, waves, like the orange tsunami of GWS through the midfield. But it doesn't even seem, like, personnel-related. Like, I know there's a couple outs, a couple of guys out of form and whatnot, but they just... They're the definition of a slump at the moment. Yeah. Like, they just Effort. look... Can they win the flag? Are we writing them off? Yeah, 100%. You're writing them off. Done. Yeah. Don't even worry about getting them in WA. They're done. I'm, I'm writing them off just on hope, oh, to be honest, because <laughs> they gave the Cats their first pick for next year, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, that's true. We're, they do, we're we hoping they stay there, because we could potentially have pick three if they stay where we're at. I'm yeah, not writing them off just yet. I want to oh, see what they can ah, do in WA. They're no I mean, anything they're can no happen. Richmond. Richmond were terrible. They had an injury slump last year. They came back and obviously won the premiership. West Coast can't do that. They're Bit of Hollywood as well, unfortunately. Whoa, it's a big yikes. shot. Tim Kelly just oh. left the cats. And how's that going for you, Tim? He's not. Uh, he's not I wonder five. how many times you've said that. So yeah, I know. Well, until they start winning, I'm going to keep saying it every yeah, week yeah, because so he left good. for the. You know, he's just going to walk into a premiership, and they haven't even walked into a win barely since yeah, the yeah. competitions resumed. And they don't look like they want to win. They look lazy. They look undisciplined. Like look at that Will uh, Schofield incident. Who head by. Rosie, yeah. and you see the bake Adam Simpson came in. Yeah. those defenders. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, genuine, was... just get him off, get him on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> and Port were genuinely the opposite of West Coast. They are flying at the moment. That well, was don't get that was, started on that was not the biggest test because Port have Brisbane yes. next week, which Ooh. we'll talk about. But yes. Port are solidifying as premiership favourites. Yeah. I was going to say lazy undisciplined probably leads us to our next game on. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'll get there in just a tick. <laughs> oh, wow, right. wow. Oh, yikes. Stimbrows with on 10 minutes on the West Coast Port game. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, everyone just took over halfway through the points. That's all good. Um, all right. <laughs> Charlie, okay. Charlie Dixon. Um, we had to with, mention Charlie Dixon. Yeah, with, yeah. with obviously no, it, no, no McGovern in the team, um, Dixon, six contested marks, six goals. Very rare we see big bags like that, um, and obviously we we're just they were just able to restrict the ball movement of West Coast. They just looked hopeless at times, um, and obviously Kennedy or nothing for West Coast. He was admirable with four goals, so, so rounding hey, out of their six goals. Are you done? Just <laughs> just wasted transition. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just well, a forced at gunpoint transition. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the next game, all right? No, I, I, thought, I thought Charlie Dixon very notable to mention. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, he's, he's probably the he's most le- informed he's player. Leading, leading, Coleman, Coleman, leading the Coleman, not Absolutely. Harry Perryman this time. Not Harry Perryman. <laughs> <laughs> Harry who? Yeah, that's, that's uh, the one. But yes, Chook, St Kilda and Richmond at Marvel Stadium. <laughs> 26-point 20, winners for the, for, for the Saints. Just, yeah. We finally got there. Tigers, panic. It's real. That's, That's why I can say that. No, Tigers, panic, real. Thank I you. skipped the... Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Chook. Out, out running, out spread the Tigers. Um, once again, they, they're looking sort of pretty, um, pretty slow at ground level. They're not really desperate as they once were. There's no none of that sort of real tenacious... Sort of tenacity, um, tenacity, yeah, <laughs> tenacious tenacity, tenacious activity, ferocious. Oh, crikey! Oh, we need to move on from it. The effort, hundred percent. We yeah. mentioned it last week. The hunger and the effort. But continue. Thank you very much. Um, the Saints obviously got a few easy goals at the back, which um, doesn't happen to Richmond. So that just shows their defence is sort of out of whack at the moment and not really happening for them. Tasting their own medicine once again. Butler again with three. He was terrific. And won the medal for Maddie's match. Richmond are really missing Alex Rance, I must say. They uh, mm. they, they look disorganised down back, and um, their midfield's not giving them a yelp. Finally, Tigers are in strife. What's what's going on, fellas? We all, we all good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, good, it, mate. it literally looked like Alex Rance was missing from their defence because three or four times Tim Membry was just alone, pretty much in the goal square. Asprey was on someone. The other bloke was Grimes was on someone the other else. Bloke. Memory's just <laughs> chilling there, and there's yeah. th- two or three Tigers players just pointing at Memory, saying, "You get him." And yeah, it was unrichmond like how crazy. they got out like that, and would have hurt Dan Butler tearing him up a little bit too, yeah, wouldn't well, it? That would have hurt. Was yeah. Juicy. Oh, yeah. With his point to prove there, I reckon Butler. So, yeah, yeah mm. I'm just a bit of extra. Am I on the in the team? Yeah, he showed he could be the difference. <laughs> memory with three goals, seven marks as well was really good. No, not, yeah. Well, Five of them were uncontested, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't really man him up too well. Um, Steele no. was pretty good with 21 and 10 tackles. So yeah, it's an octopus, hey? Yeah, t- 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 tentacles. Yeah. tentacles. Uh, you mentioned um, 
St Kilda got a lot of goals out the back, and it wasn't a cherry picking thing. They genuinely worked their asses oh, off yeah. to get there. That yeah, absolutely vision of Brad Hill just absolutely mm. tearing Josh Caddy a new one. Caddy's sort of just in the background, like huffing and puffing, and Brad yeah. Hill's running like the Terminator into the goal square, and they're just yeah. hitting him up. It's incredible footage. Yeah, I think who was oh someone said that Josh Caddy should never play as an AFL wingman again because he <laughs> hasn't pretty got the slow. Tag. Why is he playing wing? Yeah. Why is he on Brad Hill? I don't think he's ever really <laughs> played as a good wingman. Like he's always he's been like player. inside mid or that sort of bustle and forward, forward you yeah. know, bigger body type. Mm. Yeah, it should be up forward, boys. He wanted to, wanted to move the tires, get in the midfield, but uh, he got booted out. Yeah. Prestia, Martin, Cochran said, no, nah, I'm here, pal. Mm. Uh, Essendon had Carlton at the MCG, and I'll tell you what, this was... A little bit upsetting for, for the Bombers because it was Carlton by a point. One point, yeah. One. Using your head is hey. the one I've got there. <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. It was pretty interesting and it came down to the line, didn't it? And that goes a couple of ways, but I'll get back to that. Whoa. It, it really did. Yep, go right down the line, Trick. Um, close finishes of late for the Blues. I'll tell you what, they uh, it's very close against Melbourne. Um they went down by a point. They bet the Cats by two points. And obviously, got the Bombers by a point. So, yeah. they've had some... Um, yeah, true. Some, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, check your medication there. Um, Carlton, better on the <laughs> night statistically. Um, dominated around the ball. Plus 14 in clearances. Better in the contested possessions. Inside 50s marks. Townsend, as uh, Chuck, you were mentioning there, had the final say. And um, just a touch short. Casbolt, what a fortnight he's had. He's, he's um, kicked mm. three straight, which is not... Um, too common for him, but yeah, he was really prolific goal kicking <clears throat> once again. As my throat just decides to die, <laughs> <laughs> die. Yeah, um, Doherty uh, is oh. absolutely tearing up. Thirty-two possessions. Gibbons, Cunningham, and Walsh really good as well. But uh, you've yeah, got, you, you've got you some words um, on Doherty. The uh, or Chuck mentioned the using your head. So obviously Liam Jones has Sharon emblazoned across his face <laughs> as the ball hit him. Kale Hooker's standing two metres behind the goal line, didn't put any body pressure on Liam Jones, who is his direct matchup. Could have put a shepherd, a block, something on to stop him. Mm. That ball would have sailed through for a goal. Essen win. Use yeah. your head, Kale. <laughs> yep. Cut that stupid man bun off three, and use your head, mate. Three Brilliant. defenders, uh, sorry, three forwards on five defenders it's as crazy, well. Crazy, crazy. That Boy. should have gone through for a goal. There was one in the Geelong game. It might have been when Sav kicked the goal and... Gary Rowan and it was some great work two, on the line. Two Melbourne players just through, shows it what it can exactly right. Don't make the difference. Yeah, but it's that nice. fifty meter penalty, I was just watching 90 the meter penalty. Bets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what happened there? I well, was watching the game without the commentary. <clears throat> I believe Edward Betts encroached Sard's kick in before the umpire called play on. Yeah, yeah. So I I was hearing that interpretation. Where was the mistake in terms of how it did get so far? Well, the Carlton player the... who was on the mark, whoever it was, kept running. So yeah, the umpire right. was just following So the there was a player. bit of a breakdown yeah, in communication yeah. between umpire the umpire's um, decision to yeah. set the mark, obviously, because obviously yeah. the 50s paid yeah. from that point. You got to pa- 50 metres up the ground, you don't just follow the Carlton player. But <laughs> Saad could have and should have just played on anyway. We'll talk about another 50 metre penalty in a different game later on also. Sure. Chuck, any comments? Oh, that's just most all I had to say there. It was just interesting because you had people going, has that ever been a rule that you can't encroach on? Well, it is now yeah. that they've brought in mm. that you're allowed to just walk to the out. Nine. The, you hear them say to the nine often. Yeah. Of course, this yeah. year it's a new rule because mm. it's, it's a new rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How have you not heard of the rule? Well, you can't encroach a mark. Like, he it's hadn't the left thing. the square yet and Eddie was come at him. Yeah, mm. I think he was just anticipating Saad moving forward. Before the umpire had yeah. called he saw that he, yeah. he started yeah. running yeah. while he was at the line still. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, he's moving." I can. Yep. Mm. We're, we're all in twenty twenty, and Eddie's in thirty twenty. So um, yeah, he'll <laughs> still be playing then. It seems. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait and see. Uh, Gold Coast had Fremantle Metric on, and Gold Coast grinded out a thirteen point victory. And as I said before in the lead up, Fife is Frio. Like mm-hmm. they were neck and neck kind of in, in there, but when Fife was out, the team yeah. tended to drop off, and Gold Coast just mm. capitalised. Didn't they? Tis. Yeah, they did, Chuck. They they got the job done once again. They're looking yeah, really promising, the Suns. Um, didn't think we'd be saying that this this uh, soon, but two or three on the trot, Langs. Three on the trot. Three on the trot. They're yeah, going West abs- Coast, Adelaide. Yep. Prio. Prio. Excellent. The three bottom of the ladder, aren't they? Ta- taking the competition <laughs> by storm and um, pretty even game, obviously, outside of the clearances, which Gold Coast sort of, um, yeah, taught Prio a bit of a lesson, uh, plus 15, which is quite significant in, in a low-scoring sort of um, close game. 
all tied up at three-quarter time and some brilliant individual efforts late. Obviously got uh, the Suns win. Lukosius and Ainsworth sealed the win. Mm. Uh, Matty Rao continues. Wow. To, Ma- Matthew Wow, Matthew Wow co- continues to <laughs> insane be incredible. Probably on nine Brownlow votes. Um, twenty twenty possessions, two goals every week, pretty much lock him in. And um, Tabner was good for Freo. Kicked a goal and also took eleven marks. Five for the hamstring injuries. Are the biggest news out of this. Matty Rao is unbelievable. He's I mean, genuinely I, elite already. How deep can this sort of form go? I mean, this bloke's going to play like what? What is his fifth game, fourth game, whatever it is? And he's probably going to cop a tag. I mean, Geelong probably don't tag, but this is where the fact he's even in the conversation to cop a tag is nuts. He's already their best mid. You could argue he's their best player at the moment. I mean, he would more than likely fluctuate because he is young, but I've never seen anything like this sort of a start. It's amazing, isn't he? And both feet you're like what is yeah. he left footer right footer he's yeah. just doing whatever he wants whenever he wants and when he evaded five that tackle oh. just brushed off yeah, yeah. Mate, five mate, off like five. he was just the first game dual Brownlow medalist can't <laughs> tackle you and he's the size of a freaking and house. it couldn't have come yeah. at a worse time for five too because Mick Moldhouse just said he wasn't a champion the, like, oh the day God. before that game which Don't is get me crazy, crazy talk but yeah. he Fife's obviously had concerns about his defensive assets to his game before but yeah Rao is just he's so strong I don't think anyone realises how strong this kid is he's huge he's a ball. unit it's, yeah. re- it's really interesting though Gold, Gold Coast it'll be, it'll be one to say as we said they've won their last three and is it a coincidence that those three are all at the bottom of the ladder now or are they are they are they actually the three worst teams and Gold Coast is obviously and then when the Gold Coast moves on to better teams it's going to be a bit Different. Well, Geelong's opposite, probably or... the biggest test for them, isn't it? Yeah. In yeah. I, I still think Gold Coast are probably a middle-of-the-rung mm. sort of side, but there's massive improvement there. The wind and the they've still put away some poorer sides in the fashion they're doing it. That's probably what's most impressive. They've they've done it in style, mm. playing a good brand. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing Rao play in the milestone game next weekend. <laughs> not, not Ablett's 350th or 300th, just Matthew Rao's 50th game yeah. in milestone. So Isn't there some airtime for the young man? But <laughs> yeah. Stewie Jew was saying he's just not the sort of guy yeah. to get too ahead of himself at all, mm. or social media's not really his go. No. He's just... Got his head I screwed love, on. I love Tabner untucked his shirt. That was well. great. <laughs> and it went straight back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, good stuff. Very astute character. And, and watching Gold Coast play in general like that, really they good. play exciting football. Like, they mm. they genuinely, you know, they run and carry the ball. They, they're they really tough in the contest. And, you know, they, they give themselves really good looks at goals. So, they're, yeah. they're a really exciting team to watch. Um, moving on, though, we've got Brisbane and Adelaide at the Gabba. And uh, Brisbane, well... Quite an accurate chook. Chook. They they, they, they won by 37, um, had 33 scoring shots, though, and could have won by a lot yeah. more. Margin somehow flattering. That's all I have to say there. Like, Brisbane's mm. inaccuracy made it look like Adelaide were not as terrible in, as in, they are. Um, yeah. If you look at the scoreboard only, the fact is Adelaide is still absolute trash. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolute trash. Cop that, Nicks. Uh, the Lions had a great first half. They were in control. They led 40 points at half time. Crows then had a bit of a yelp. They, they kicked four in a row, and Lions kicked five points in that third term, which sort of, yeah, brought the margin back a little bit. But um, after that, yeah, Brisbane sort of asserted themselves in the final term. Way too strong in the end. Could have won by 12 goals, as we're sort of alluding to, guys, um, had they kicked straight. Probably even more. Who knows? Um, Neil and McCluggage. Let me just... McCluggage. (laughs) Combined for 55 possessions, one goal, 11, and 14 marks. What a a pair. What a pair. They could have absolutely buried Adelaide. Um, Tom buried them. Neil had nine shots at goal. I think three didn't even make the distance. What? Six behinds. He he cost a lot of multis. Yeah, yeah. 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 and had the tweet. decency to tweet and say sorry for everyone that had a multi on me to kick a goal. He kicked six behinds. I guess six behinds counts as a goal. So but, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Charlie Cameron, the highlights machine. Yep. Did you see that Marky tour? That was quite a spectacular. Yeah, very specky. good. Um, Brisbane mm. are probably the form team of the comp now. Um, really good stuff. Don't sell your boys short. Port Adelaide, mate. Settle down. <laughs> and Gold Coast. We'll talk about there. Port. When we get to, we've spoken about Port. <laughs> next week, I'd love to see if Port beat Brisbane next week. Watch out. Oh, I, I expect will. Brisbane to win because it's the Gabba. But if Port have a real crack and they keep with Brisbane, then yeah, they'll be the real deal. You said how good McLuggage was. It's like... 
it's like normally you're supposed to carry luggage, not have luggage <laughs> carry you. Well, he was absolutely dominant, and I think he got the ten votes in the coaches yeah. award as well, did yeah. he? It's, and the it's week really prior, he was massive he's been too. All year, so he's yeah. he's definitely you know. taking himself from that young bloke who you know shows good signs occasionally, but he's finding that consistent groove. Yeah, we know our man Watson loves the uh, yeah. luggage, so shout out to Watto. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. What a man he is. Mel- Melbourne have Geelong at the MCG, and this one was quite a dour affair, and we'll discuss it in more detail even later. But Geelong. Just got home by three points. Three points. Away from home. It was a really dull game. The best thing I could say was Guffrey's beard, Bog, best on ground is beard. Because really, that was the most interesting thing about the game. He looks like a bloody homeless man walking around there. But he's got the hands of God. How about that one one hand he took? Literally, he looks like Jesus and he might be him too. Like, wow. It's fantastic to see, eh? Um, so I went to do some gardening at halftime for this game because it was um, a non-event, but um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't one for the ages for either side. It was, it was a pretty poor display, um, not what the game wants to see. Uh, very defensive spectacle. Um, yes, quite quite renowned there. But the Hardly cats spectacle. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. I'm um, overselling it there. The Cats obviously kicked the first few. Um, had control for most of the game, but then Dees, obviously, they hit back late. They obviously got a few goals um, on the board. It never really got more than 16 points. That was sort of a combination of it. There wasn't really, you know, a lot of scoring going on. And, um, yeah, it was just very defensive. Made the game interesting late. Obviously, um, Cats controlled with uncontested marks and played it quite safe. Parfit really good. Nine tackles. Um, Petrarca and Brayshaw were pretty dangerous up forward. And the injury to Tom Stewart was obviously pretty significant for the Cats for that game and going forward. That was arguably the worst game I've ever watched. And I know you sometimes it's fresh in the mind so you make these big calls, but that was as boring a game. And I had a vested interest. We all did, breaking with the Cats. I can only presume if it was a neutral game, you would have switched that switched off. And gone and done something else. Anything else. The most exciting bit was when both teams were actually trying in the last five minutes. And that was a bit of a trend for some games over the weekend. Mm. You know, tight finishes perhaps made it a bit more impressive than it actually was because you got a little bit of joy towards the end or felt engaged. But uh, Geelong were a lot to blame for it. The deliberate approach of just chip, chip, chip. I know it's a bit more of the game now, but it was insane. Like, Mm. the approach was just more... I mean, you said Mark O'Connor had 14 marks. I mean, that just sort of highlights (laughs) it. All due respect (laughs) to Mark, but 14 is an enormous number and just highlights the game plan. Mm. You mentioned Guthrie before, Chook. He's obviously one of your favourite players. I think he's been underrated for a little bit. He cops a lot from Cat supporters, but he does some really good 1% work for Geelong. Mm. Guthrie and Menegola combined for 49 touches. I think Menegola's had a really good year so far in all yep. the games he's played. Maybe not as much impact, but he's certainly racked up some good numbers. Mm. Yeah, definitely right there. Um, Menegola's been really good. Guthrie's been good. I think a lot of the mids are doing well. One player who not doing too good, Jack Stephen. What are we thinking here, guys? Does he need to just get a rest until he can yeah. get himself right? He made some classic, you wouldn't expect an under-18 player to make that mistake. Like, yeah. a ball handballed to him and he just let it slip right out of his hands. Even even last week, he handballed directly, you know, to yeah. Cats play his feet and I think Mark Murphy kicked that goal. And his kicks haven't been that good either. I don't really know. He needs to either get his, 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 body, his, his body right, his skills right, his mind. I don't know what it is, but it's culminating in a pretty poor performance. Yeah, and obviously he's probably... You know, the play from the Cats, it's missing some VFL games the most because mm. he just needs to find that touch and maybe get his body a little bit better. But I would have thought Narkel probably would have been a better pick than Stephen. Mm. I, I think Narkel would be the last person you'd drop in hindsight before the, this game. A bit of bit of outside speed and class. You know, Harley Bennell got dropped as well. Without um, playing a game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> got picked and then got yeah. dropped after yeah. a scratch match. Crazy. But, yeah. I think um, Stephen just looks so low on confidence and we know he's low on fitness. Yeah. I mean, it's just... But I think he deserved to get another opportunity. I mean, they picked him, they said he was right and he he's clearly not right. This week, yeah, least, but... yeah, he just... He looks a shell of himself, doesn't he? I think it was romantic for us to be like, oh, Kelly's out, but Stephen comes in, all going to plan, it'll be a reasonable like-for-like, but, I mean, Kelly's not flying either, but we know he'll probably bounce back, where Stephen just, you just don't know, with all the factors Chook mentioned, Mm. he's really struggling, and I think he does need to go back and just just find 
the form bit, and just, yeah. just chill out. The spotlight's not on you. Yeah. Get back to some good form. I would have loved to have seen just Knuckle in, like, yeah. step up into Cali's spot personally, but mm. I reckon there'll be some changes this week anyway. For, uh, shout out to Fort, who did a reasonable job against Gorn as well, true. especially in the yeah. first half. Yeah, we didn't get dominated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think Stephen ended up with 17. He obviously wasn't super effective with it, being better than six, obviously, the week before. It's going to take time. It's going to be a bit of a project. Um, hopefully, yeah, gets uh, in some good shape soon. But, yeah, I'm not kicking him out just yet. So um, that's a bit of a wrap of the cats there. Final game of the round was quite a crazy game, uh, as it turned crazy. out to be. Very crazy. Hawthorne <laughs> had North Melbourne at Marble Stadium, and the Hawks, as they do so often, in the close one, Hawks by four points. Yep, North's dying flurry is all I could say there. That was pretty yeah, damn exciting, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm. Mm. They, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bizarre <laughs> game. Was it exciting, Tiz? <laughs> oh, get up, Tiz, come on! <laughs> no, actually, I, I switched it on just as it was um, getting, yeah, getting really interesting. It was obviously 25 points down uh, late in the game, six minutes to go. Then the Roos all of a sudden kick, you know, three goals out of nowhere, uh, brought the margin right back. Hawks were just panicking in defence and, you know, Sicily, Sicily, when I get his name out, he was a bit shaky as as I was just then as well. So, uh, yeah, it was all happening. Um, North obviously dominating the contest late, um, surging forward, putting a scoreboard pressure on, but, um, yeah, just fell a bit short. Wingard again, really good. Obviously kicked the three goals again. Uh, Third time this year. Yeah, no, he's he's kicking goals, mate. He's um, doing very well. Warple really solid with 24 and nine tackles. Higgins, prolific, 30 possessions. What a star. Yeah, he's looking real good. That was a crazy game too. It was also tracking as a pretty dull game. And then <laughs> when Wingo kicked that one, he thought, all right, you know, I was thinking let's watch the last dance final episode. And then <laughs> boom, Kangaroos, um, well, storming. How's the uh, cojones on Curtis Taylor taking that yeah. mark off Ben Brown? <laughs> I know, to, I thought, to, God. To, to put them even. You really wanted it with oh, Brown, didn't oh, you? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I don't North, know what happened North there. kids have been really good. Curtis Taylor, yeah. Taron Thomas. Simpkin. Um, Cherry did all right. Yeah. He kicked yeah. a goal and laid an awesome tackle on Tom Scully. So they're not doing too bad, North, yeah. I believe he's the only player in the history of the game with the last name that starts with X. To kick a goal. Okay, that's better. That's better. <laughs> I wondered when they yeah. said that. I was like, really? Yeah, but yeah okay. No, that's the goal. Good, There's been good. like three hundred eight thousand goals kicked in AFL VFL history, and he's the first one with the X. Well, last night, bloody so. hell! There yeah. you go. Yeah, when you got your big forward leading up, though, you get out of the way. Yeah, get, get out of the way, Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I honestly thought they were probably going to take it. I reckon they were they were just storming, and it's always tougher to overtake than it yeah. is to catch up. But yeah. Yeah, they were flying home, and you'd be super frustrated as a North fan. But, yeah, Ben Brown was really struggling, has been struggling until he caught a little bit of fire there. And, and Tommy Mitchell, too, is just not... He's just he's, taking his he's time. Just he's, he's just... He's going okay. But it was, that was one thing I really noticed, too. I thought, yeah, he's he's just not quite the player he was just yet. But I, I'm sure he'll he'll find it. But uh, Hawks are going all right. Yeah, it was... It was the that that comeback just near the, the last minute. There mm. it was reminiscent of a video I watched of these little kids. They're saying goodbye to their pet goldfish. They chuck it in, and the second they press press the flush, <laughs> the goldfish comes back to life, starts swimming. Oh, no. like, oh my god! Yay! And then straight down the oh, toilet. Melbourne, you can come back, but it doesn't matter if you'd done it a bit earlier. You might have been safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe next time. We mentioned like that. before. Did you have anything else to add to that game or? No, 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 I think, I, think I was going in your direction. Yeah, yeah. Clarko well, had some um, thoughts after Clarko, the game. Um, mm. mentioned, you know, he was fuming at the uh, the state of the game, which we'll talk about, but part of it is his own fault. You know, the coaches say, yeah. oh, the game's this, the game's that. Well, stop playing the game like that. Play the game on your terms. Put, park your full forward in the goal square. Pick the team you want to pick, and then if it doesn't work, you're going to have to adapt, but that's that's how it is, mate. you got to... Mate, personally attacking us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's lined up with the door already. Yeah, yeah. well, join the it's line, Paco. <laughs> um, so he's obviously talking about the state of the game, which we'll get into. Daniel, you've brought that to our attention this week. Yeah. It's a big talking point after some not great games this week. Yeah, I mean, let's get stuck into it. I mean, I'll be really interested to know because it has been brought to the attention, as Lang has alluded to. It was in discussion with Chris Scott, obviously after such an awful presentation of the game that. Melbourne and Geelong provided. But, I mean, it's such a broad term, state of the game. I mean, I want to hear from you boys. Do you still enjoy the game as much as you once did? And 
is it concerning if you don't? Because personally, I don't. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it is obviously under the circumstances we're in at the moment, COVID hasn't really made the game very easy. Um, for all the players and all the fans watching on, you can't go to see your teams play. Um, so, yeah, that obviously it's a fan's game. And, look, that that's made it really difficult. But it, it goes longer than this, which mm. I, and I know Jordy and I discussed in the past and he, he thinks the same. It's It's been a problem for a very long time. About four or five years. Yep, yep. And um, it it needs some significant change and they keep trying to bring these new rule changes each year. But, I mean, so often you find yourself turning, the, turning games off more or you... I don't know if it coincides with you know full time work and stuff. You, time's a little bit more precious as well, so yeah. you might be a bit more inclined to go I've, do something else. I've definitely more noticed I'm just happy with radio now, whereas I used to just have to watch every single game. I'm mm. happy to just chuck the radio in and just have it on in the background. I don't have to be glued to the screen. So yep. I don't know if that's an indicator of that, but yeah, certainly you mentioned the rule changes. The one that really gets my goat is the third man up rule as of late Ooh, yeah. not only does it make sure there's one extra player staying down on the ground so more people in the contest to force a stoppage but that third man up just comes up and belts it out of the stoppage and clears the stoppage and that's, to me it's exciting a, yeah it's, it is and mm. killed Mark Blitzar's career as, yeah. a, as yeah. a midfielder mid, yeah. but yeah the, the rule changes are certainly um, I don't know what they've sort of been thinking about some of the rule yeah. changes but I'd, it's pretty interesting to see because you see the media call for all these changes. They say, oh, how ugly is this third man up thing that people mm. are taking advantage of? And now we've seen it's it's done done bad yeah. for the game mm, and yet they're the it. same media who are now going, geez, why does NFL keep changing rules? <laughs> but they go, yeah, first half of the conversation is these rule changes are terrible, terrible. And then they go, you know what they should do? They should yeah. change the <laughs> rules, change the hey? Rules now, I don't know what some rule changes... Chris Scott brought up something. I think he was just talking hypothetically. He's mm-hmm. not encouraging. He, yeah. made, he he tried to be very adamant that yeah. I don't actually think this is something they should do. It's just an example. I think he said something along those lines of 16 men on the field. Mm. Something yeah. like that. Um, I, I wouldn't want to see that. I think that's a bit weird just to remove a, a mm. whole position I, from I don't the ground. I think the, the number of people is, is the issue. It's just how the game's played and, and some of the especially the short kicks as of like the 15 meter kicks backwards. I, I really think that that backwards kick should be play on. Yeah, absolutely. Good 100%. Yeah, I like and, that. and the other, the other um, bit to that is the 15 meters gets brought out to 20. So it really yeah. has to be, you know, a 20 meter, like actual kick, not a little dinky back and forth, Sam mm. Doherty sort of Caleb Daniel mm. style, kick it with purpose and intent to your game plan. Not just, uh, it's, you know, it's crowded up the line. I'll go across. Mm. We'll try the switch. Ah, oh, no, it's crowded up that line. We'll go back again. And same thing. Geelong are the best at it. Yeah. It drives me insane. It's going to take a lot of work. Mm. And I think the 16 aside is interesting. I'm with Chook. I wouldn't want to see that because it's probably a bit too far away from yeah, tradition. Drastic. Yeah. But they've tried, you know. Remember 666 coming in? We all, mm. Everyone's talking how much a massive difference it would make. Never never was going to, yeah. and it didn't. And the kicking out thing hasn't changed the game at all. No. We we drum this stuff up in our minds. Like, before this season resumed, oh, shorter game lengths. Like, won't this be more dynamic? Well, it's never going <laughs> to yeah. be more dynamic. They fool themselves in these things they think about. Yep. I like the play on backwards, from the backwards yeah. kick. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, I definitely don't enjoy it as much as I used to because we don't have to have goals and goals and goals. Sometimes you just need visually appealing football yeah. and you don't always get a goal out of it, but you, you have hope. You Nothing worse than a clean break from a stoppage and, and as a fan, you're like, oh, they're off. Yeah, and then yeah. they pull up because there's no one yeah. deep. There's no one <laughs> yeah. forward and it, yeah. it's deflating as a fan. Mm. No, like, it, yeah. I remember the Geelong-Melbourne game. Selwood had the ball and he was running in and there was no one there. He had to pretend that there was someone there so he could fool the opponent to go <laughs> yeah, yeah. before he did the handball off because he made it look like he was kicking out to somebody. <laughs> yeah. But there was no one there. So he had to just fake it out so he could handball it off because, it, like, what's going on? Why is there no one in a forward line yeah. at all? And, and I forgot to mention before when we were talking about the Geelong-Melbourne game and that the other 50-metre penalty I was going to mention was that 50-metre that Melbourne got in the last minute and a half and I think it was Salem mm-hmm. yeah. had the yep. ball, oh, yep. and he sort of just you know, trundled up. How long we got? How long yeah, we got? It, yeah, yep. he turned back Weird, to the bench, asked how long he had. 
Malkshin was absolutely like dead to rights by himself at 20 metres of space exactly. in the middle. He was like calling for it, like, give me the ball. Yeah, Salem yeah. eventually kicked it to him, but there's just no urgency to, to like think on the spot and think, hang on, instead of asking how much time, don't think, do. <laughs> yes. Kick it inside 50. Malkshin mm. pretty much was going to mark the ball uncontested was... and potentially kick a goal. Just have... Every every player is trained so much into thinking tactically, thinking you know about structurally and all this sort of stuff. I love the players that just think on their feet. Cyril yeah. Rioli, unfortunately for us, <laughs> was a very brilliant mm. thinker. Even Dean Kent's goal on the on the weekend, where he kicked that sort of left foot, you yeah. know, he was turned across his body, just like instant reaction type play. That's what we want to see. None of this yeah. tactical. I'll hold it up. I'll wait for people to go and take, I, it. take it on. Run. I think that was just Salem idiocy. I think most <laughs> players. I think most players. You see, even when they're getting a fifty from their back line, yeah. they'll jog because there's even a chance that someone might impede you and you get an extra fifty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you sprint. Wrong. If you get a fifty, you sprint. should always yeah. be going yeah. as hard as you can, especially when you're down with seconds yeah, left in 30. the game. What are you? Thinking, yeah. you want as much chance as you can to kick a goal, mm. and so, that's the other thing. There's probably too many rules as he, well. That he he stood still and waited, and then walked, giving every other player a chance to run up. Do you yeah. want a crowded forward line, or do you want yeah. a goal? It's, it's <laughs> attention to detail and those sort of things that cost you games. And um, obviously, Salem didn't help them there, along with this, uh, along with the third man up. Rule. Yeah, yep. I don't think the Pies are eliminated in the prelim final if you have a third man up rule. So mm. you, you get some yeah. interesting results out of that. Well, we, You're right. And just on your point, Lang, the instinct has been coached out of yeah, the game. Yeah, it has. Spot They're on. so methodical. Yep. Put, it, put it this way, and there's normally two schools of thought. People who say, no, the game will evolve, just leave it be. Well, we've been saying that for 10 years. And then there's others who want to make extreme drastic change and different things. But the game has changed a lot. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even notice it. I watched a game from, like, 2007 enormous difference yeah. it's like if if you live with someone and they put on weight you don't notice it as much but if you haven't seen someone for ages yeah. you go geez they've got fat you, the thing is we have sort of just become accustomed to change the, by the, change like the frog in the boiling water yes, <laughs> yes, yes he jumps true. back out you jump him in cold water and turn up the heat he doesn't notice until he's yeah, dead yeah exactly so I, I'd really like to see us get back to a positional game because we've got this beautiful oval yet all the players are within you know a 50 to 60 yeah. metre blanket all, all next to each other I feel like it it was really bad a few years ago and then it got better in, in regards to how congested the ground was and now it's bad again yeah, I mean, it only got better maybe for, for like a little a bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and what the, sta- the stats would say it did. year would you place the best sort of footy that we've seen recently? If you had to put like, you know, back in this year was when I think footy was the best. Yeah, probably, If you have a game example as well. I mean, for me, I would say sort of 2003, four okay. area, and then I think, did West Coast did the floods sort of start to come in? I think with okay. the West Coast Sydney style around oh four oh five, so maybe early two thousands. Yep, yep. Mm. I, I like sort of um, yeah later two thousands. I think was sort of the best footy. Obviously, I sort of started following sort of mid two thousands. But yeah, I'd say that oh seven sort of oh eight period where we mm. saw some actual, which Geelong obviously. Funnily enough, uh, yeah. no, they, they just changed the game and yeah, to be more attacking. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably agree if Tiz did, not just because Geelong, but I think that, yeah, they did kind of pioneer that run and carry and it looked really mm. good with players doing that. Yeah. I think Had some ripper games there. It went back a level when Ross Lyon and Saint started winning yeah, with sure. that slow, boring, methodical kicking it back and then everyone else tried to do the, mm. the Saint Kilda style, even though... Saints didn't win a premiership, but <laughs> Gee, they got yeah. mighty close. And they lost from teams being running yeah. hard and fast. Yet everyone else kind of adopted that slow sort of style. It's interesting to see. We've all played netball together in a team. Mm. Oh, I like where you're going. Should zones be introduced in that? Let's say Tom Hawkins is the full forward. He can't enter the opposition defensive fifty. Let me meet you halfway here. Thank you. I don't. Not zones, oh, but I was just thinking this too. Yes. Set starting positions. Yeah, well, we already have six, six, six. So yeah, please elaborate. At every clearance, every stoppage, it's happened at TAC Cup level. Okay. Because I used to watch a fair bit of that. Yep. And it it might not make an enormous difference, but I think it will help. Enough. I think if yep. if you have a little bit of that, and people say, "Well, how on earth can you get back adjudicate that?" We'll yeah. just do. And I tell you what, if players are sprinting to the contest fifty meters, and then there's another stoppage 
and they got to run all the way back. And there's another soon enough they're gonna be like, well, maybe I can't commit to this. Stop yeah, it. And yeah. you do start yeah. holding your just hold back. And then if yep. there's other triggers with interchange caps, whether you bring it up or bring it down, mm-hmm. and they play on from backwards. So that's where I yep. think that's a big one. And then maybe some other little ones to try and trigger us in the right direction would be mm. what I would do. So with that. There has to be whatever. There has to be six in that forward line when. Yeah, I would say up. six in each fifty. I'd say that that one can cause some issues where, because typically that's a, when there's a stoppage is when most people would try and quickly do a, a substitute. So mm, if a guy's yeah. in the forward line while there's a stoppage up there, he can't physically get out of. Yeah, and, and yeah. then you get into you know let's say Hawkins is the full forward, so he's barred to the the forward fifty. What if you know for whatever instance Hawkins was down in in the defensive 50. So do they pay a free kick because Hawkins is the defensive 50, but he's actually yeah. as the as the full back, for example. Well, they're live examples that yeah. you have to work through. You wouldn't be paying free kicks and things, yeah. but you would, um, whether you would put some form of a, a and you don't want to overcomplicate, but whether <laughs> yeah. there is a limit of when you have to be back yeah. in position, yeah. not not necessarily Tom Hawkins, yeah. but, well, Tom, you're down here, so Geelong needs six Someone there. Needs yeah, you're well, starting in the back 50, right? You know, Similar and to that, the 666. And now, that's like what I mean. Tom Hawkins then... doesn't want that issue. Yeah. Therefore, it entices him to not end up in the back 50. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think um, Clarko raised a really good point, too. Holding the ball, I think, needs to be adjudicated oh. more more yeah. strenuously. They, I there's so many times where, as you said, 69 tackles or whatever it was, and they just... No holding the ball. Yeah, yeah. There you we, go, boys. We um, saw so, it so many out. times on Friday night. How many times did a player get tackled with the ball, had prior, questionable prior, but had prior, mm. and the umpire just calls the ball up? So, yeah, I think... It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. Much, I've noticed crazy. this year so much that yeah. the umpires are just holding it in, holding it in, holding it in. Did you see Jed Anderson get tackled? Like, I don't know when you boys switched it on, but no. Jed Anderson... Tried to break two tackles and okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If you get a chance, I don't know where it was in the last six seven minutes, I reckon. But yeah, and I presume that was just a mistake. But your overall yeah. points correct. Yeah, for I sure. think Shannon Hearn had one as well, where he like genuinely like dead to rights got caught yeah. holding the ball, and they called play on because it came out in the tackle as well. So the adjudication of that Team, toward the tackler. Team prior. Anyone? Um, I think that's a bit too far, but I think we just need to have the rule makers adjudicate um, holding the ball a little bit more. Mm. Yes, yeah, we were like, talking about a little the, bit um, of prior, and then you know they give they get way too much prior. They need to find a better middle yeah, ground. For we that were prior. talking about the mm. players' the instinct getting coached out of the game. Same for the umps too. Like if you see mm. someone getting tackled and they drop the ball, pay the bloody free yeah, kick. Yeah. Just, just keep the game, moving. Keep the on. game moving. Yeah, that, that's the one mm. I hate. These yeah. stoppages. He, he's making an attempt. Whenever that became oh. a thing, like you got guys just going, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just hitting it against their chest, and people are saying, "Oh yeah, he's making an attempt." No, he's not. Mm. He's got it strapped to his chest, and he's just sitting there. Mm. Call the ball up the second it gets done, mm. or call yeah. hot on the ball, or yeah, whatever. It's, it's, they've got to really crack down on that because it just it clogs the game up so much, much, and makes it really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think unless a player gets tackled immediately. And you know, obviously, pull it up if they're tackled immediately. If they're not tackled immediately, or give it like a second, whatever it is. Yeah. Unless they're tackled immediately, holding the ball. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, I think that's. And it should one. be a harsh penalty if you're yeah. caught in the tackle and you're you don't get rid of, get rid of it. it. Yeah. Move or, quick. Yeah. It, Your yeah. teammate shouldn't have given you the ball. Yeah, well, that too. A lot of hospital handballs lately yeah. too. So. Um, just, yeah, yeah. Talking about the holding the ball rule and stuff, it makes me wonder why they brought in the. I don't know the logic when they originally did it. The rule that the ruckman is is allowed to take the ball out of the ruck and yeah, get tackled and he's fine. Weird. The rule used yeah. to be you take it out of the ruck and you're the ruckman, you get tackled. That's it's your problem. You, have, you have to get rid of it. You're a fool. Yeah. You were supposed to tap yeah, it away. You're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> I think their logic was, oh, if the ruckman gets it, if they can grab it, they can handball it out rather than tapping it down to feet and leading to scrums and mm. stuff. But mm. really, it's it's just looking stupid. They're grabbing the ball and then yeah, it's getting another tackled possession it. in a stoppage. It should yeah. just be a tap to a midfielder who's flying past or, or, or he's beating it the hell out of there and yeah. someone can run onto it. But that will keep the game moving, boys, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully we, we see some, movement. We need some movement better games for the rest of this season. Mm. There's a few spicy ones coming up this week. Oh, yes. There's some tricky ones coming up and... Yeah. Some mixed around ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks, Chukin, for uh, sorting that one out. Carl- <laughs> Carlton have St Kilda at the MCG on Thursday night. 
Really tough game, this one, but um, I think the Saints, probably a couple of goals in it. The Blues have been really competitive. They're pretty defensive, and I think, um, yeah, I've just liked the Saints run and carry. I think they'll just get the job done. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a pretty close game, but yeah, I'm with the Saints as well. Yeah, I concur. I'll go with uh, St. Kilda as well. I also <laughs> concur. Thank you, Langston. I think you're the current leader yes, of the tipping. Yeah, I think I've tipped six every week, so yeah. I've been pretty consistent. Yeah, <laughs> the other week, I couldn't believe when you I did. was on the Gold Coast early so yeah yeah i, I got yeah. a couple of them right and yeah st kilda um yeah gonna gonna win this one nice one i was sweating that i'd have to give you the keys to my house when i said uh <laughs> geelong lock put your house on geelong oh, winning last oh, week geez. i was like jeez <laughs> yeah yeah Lang, just nearly on the street but um collingwood have Essendon at the mcg this is a really tricky one mm. i think jeremy has such a big loss and i'm i'm swaying towards the bombers to respond as well um, Collingwood generally win a lot of these games when they're flying. Um, Essendon going really well though this season, so I think with that in mind, Essendon just. But I think I found you can have as much logic as you want, and it doesn't mean you get it right. Yeah, I'm going to go the Pies. I think they're just a little bit more bankable. Uh, I think it'll be a tight game as well. Bombers certainly capable, but I just got a little bit more trust with the Pies. Yeah, I still think the Collingwood has those stars in that midfield and all over the ground, and and Bombers really. I don't know, they're a bit hit and miss, so no. I'd, I'd be back in the pies. Also, pies for me, wouldn't be surprised if the Bombers got up. It's very rare to see this year Collingwood losing two in a row, but I think the Bombers would want to keep up that uh, good form that they've had for the start of the year. So, yeah, pies for me, but not too sure. Tricky week. Oh, yeah. West Coast have Sydney at Metricon Stadium. Talk about 50-50s. <laughs> I, I think this is where the Eagles, they make their mark. Um yeah, oh, that's not going to be a pretty game, but the Eagles are going to get the win. I was going to say a bit of deja vu from last week. It wasn't someone yeah. saying West Coast need to make their mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good one, actually. Going to get a few marks going in the game. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, West Coast. I was probably sitting here last week thinking that Richmond and West Coast would probably respond last week. You, you feel like they're too good a signs to just be flat for so long, so... I might lose a few tips, but I'm on them until I can get back on board here. <laughs> so, West Coast for me. They're at the, the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Round no, I'm, They're coming Round back. They're the Any moment now. <laughs> just um, for it. I'll be back in the swans in this one, I reckon. Oh. They're, they're just looking a bit better than West Coast at the moment. Mm. I think I'm in the uh, shorty boat as well. Like, If West Coast loses this week, I'm not tipping them for the rest of the year. But this is mm. the last time I'll tip them. Swans haven't been playing poorly. They've just been losing. Yeah. But, yeah, West Coast have been playing poorly, but they're on paper. They should beat Sydney. They should, mate. They should. Um, Geelong, oh, speaking of paper, Geelong and Gold Coast on paper. A GMHBA stadium, you would think an automatic victory to Geelong, but absolutely by no means is this an easy beat. Um, I reckon it'll be the Cats by a couple of goals, but um, we're gonna. it's going to be one of the toughest games we've played this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think... It's pretty tough to tip against the Cats in Geelong, but like we saw the other week, it didn't bother the Blues, so it's going to be an interesting game, but I will tip Geelong, but certainly a danger game against yeah, the Suns, I which think, I didn't think I'd say. I think I might just go for my heart with the Cats on this one. I think Gold Coast Ooh. are looking really good. Raul is, as we said, he's showing up Ablett and Selwood in their big day with his day. Um, someone brought up an idea of Selwood tagging him, and I'm like, that's never <laughs> that's happened. Why ever would Selwood ever tag somebody? But um, oh, yeah, I still back the cuts so, in. So is your head saying Gold Coast? Because you said, I'm going my heart, I'm going Geelong. Hello. Well, I'm thinking Gold Coast could upset the Cats. So yep. I think they're looking very informed. They've always seemed to beat us in pre-season whenever we play. I think maybe yeah. they can just transfer it in the season. But I'll still stick with the Cats just because... They have almost yeah, beaten them. us down in Geelong before. A Ooh, couple yeah. years 2015, back. Yeah, that was they, a scary game. Nine if points. Geelong lose this game, we're setting yes. time aside next week to do a 10-minute expose on Chris Scott and all the things that have gone wrong. <laughs> this has potential shades of Corey and Wright's 300, 350, 300? 300. Well, at least I can't walk out early on this one. Yeah, so. well, you can't yep. walk in at all. <laughs> um, this, this gives me nerves, to be honest. I was Ooh. nervous before the Carlton game. The only way I can see us losing is that same style against Carlton. We just don't show up. But surely, surely not tears. Surely. Not for... Not for Gazza and Joel. Arguably two of the greatest cats ever. Yes. Milestone game. I wouldn't, no argument. I wouldn't even say arguably. Yeah, yeah well, they are two of the greatest cats ever. No arguments. Yeah, so yeah. Geelong for me, but gee... 
watch this space for next week if if not. Mm. Yeah, very tight game. Uh, Western Bulldogs have North Melbourne and Marvel. This game is always tricky to pick. Form lines don't seem to matter too much, but um, I'm jumping on the dogs. I, oh, I, he's I, back. I've loved what North Melbourne Oof. have done. <laughs> I love what more Melbourne, more more Melbourne, the moves, Mitchman. Yeah, I think the dogs just, but this this game is always tricky to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Pick, I'm going, going the dogs, Morf? not more Melbourne. Not more Melbourne. <laughs> dogs for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll be going for the the dual bogs. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> the no, bolt, I think the they're looking dogs. really good. Sit like Bontempelli's fire, Libertoria back in the side. All those guys, the dogs are looking really in good form. Yeah, same for me. Dog, <laughs> dogs, um, the bullfrogs. Would, yeah, the bullfrogs. <laughs> North uh, potentially have dro- have dropped the ball and have given up their good start they had. So they'd want to win this. Mm. Absolutely, they play well at Marvel, but yeah, Bulldogs are sort of hitting their stride now with Captain Bont pulling them uh, upward for the wind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing pretty well, mate. Yep. Just leading from the front. Bond, uh, Bulldogs. Sorry, <laughs> can't stop just thinking about Bob's Pally. I, I, I was accused of not putting my tips in correctly, so Bulldogs, just in case. You, uh... <laughs> Nicely done there, mate. Uh, the Brisbane Lions have Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Uh, Brisbane pretty tough to beat <laughs> the Gabba. Um, I, I see them winning probably by yeah in that three four goal range. It'll be sort of another really tough game to pick and um, a great sort of. I suppose litmus test for both clubs. Oh, look at that! Ross Lyons like you know what a litmus test is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to me what a litmus test is? <laughs> nah, massive game this one, and purely tipping on the venue. I think I mm. reckon if say Port mm. were hosting, I think I'd be on board with them. But yeah, potentially could meet again in the uh, finals. You never know. But I'm um, mm. with Brisbane. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Um, I might, yeah, I might stick with the Lions as well on that one. You can see the odds they're neck and neck there. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll stick with the Lions. They're looking really good yeah, at home. <laughs> Port Adelaide, as Langers is saying, they're looking really stunning. They're looking the real deal. Stunning. But um, I'll go stick with the Lions. What's our resident Port guy going to do? I've tipped Brisbane no. because it is at the Gabba. That is the only reason. If it was at the Amy... Stadium Oval, Adelaide Oval. <laughs> <laughs> I would be tipping Port, but yeah. Mm. Lucky you're with Langs. Yeah, lucky <laughs> you're with Adelaide Oval. <laughs> What's up next, Tislet? Um, yeah, we're back, flying back to A4 with um, the Lions and Port Adelaide just um, turning it on again. But Adelaide and Fremantle at Metricon Stadium, this is one of the toughest games to pick in my history. <laughs> history of humans. So um, I'm tipping Fremantle just. Um, I know Fife's out. But um, Adelaide haven't really given much of a yelp, even when they've sort of have got on a roll. They only sort of playing little bits and pieces at a time. And I think yeah, Fremantle haven't got a win, but liked sort of what they're doing. Super tough game this one. Can I just put an asterisk, boys? I need to see the teams for my final tip. But at the yeah. moment, I'm in the camp of Adelaide. Oh, I was going to say, are you looking for some big changes at the Crows? Well, I just, I, I'd like Matty Crouch to come back. I just don't know what's going to happen. You know, are they just throwing a stack of youth in there? I don't know. But yeah, Fife is enormous and Chook, Chook's at it. No Freo without him. But don't know. I Adelaide are a shambles. TBA. So, yeah. That's what makes it so tough. Yep. No Fife, no Freo. But Adelaide sucks, so yeah, Freo's going to win it. I've also gone Freo. They've, again, like Sydney, not been playing poorly. They just haven't been winning. I think their structure mm. and the actual talent they have in their um, team. Lockie Schultz has been good as a young uh, sort of forward See, player. Tubman yep. has been all right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think Schultz is 28. Is that what you were asking? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's been good. Um, Walters will uh, pull them through and kick a goal close to the end of the game to give them the win. Um, <laughs> next up, Mitchman versus Relvin. <laughs> yeah, Freo start effect with Walters kicking a goal uh, to get them across Absolutely. the line. Absolutely. Get, the, get them across the Ross line. Uh, yes, Richmond have Melbourne at the MCG. Mitchman. M- Mitchman. I'm tipping Mitchman this week. Um, <laughs> I'm going to back in the ties like, like the Eagles. We know their quality and they've got all the, the utensils. Um, so yeah I'm going to tip the Tigers here by a few goals yeah I agree mate they're too good to uh, stay this flat surely so Richmond for me I'm back in the Tigers enough said (laughs) yeah I think it's the Tigers week to come good nice one 
Last game of the round, GWS and Hawthorne at Giants Stadium. I'm tipping the Giants to win again. Toby Green, they've got all the stars in the side once again. Hawks, though, have won the last few and demolished them at Giants Stadium last year. But I'm going the Giants. Yeah. Just. I agree, mate. It should be an interesting game, but, uh, yeah, the Giants look to get back to some of their better form. So, yep. Giants for me. You know what? Mm, I might go the Hawks. The Hawks? Yeah. 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 Point of difference. Are you going that because of who we're going? Or Not because of who you're going. No, I'm just going good. for the that's Hawks. Good. I think it's yeah, they're in form. I think the Giants have found their mojo. They had their three key players back. Kelly, Whitfield, Green. Cornelio was poor on the mm. weekend, but I think he'll pull up and have a better game. Uh, Jeremy Cameron to kick a bag and Giants to win at home. Mm. That pretty much wraps up the tips for this week. Hopefully we get to see next week and there's a bit less kerfuffle with the uh, actual games going on. Uh, As always, feel free to leave a comment uh, on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you're listening to us, at about how how you feel about the state of the game, what you thought of some of the games this weekend, about our tips, how terrible we're going in Supercoach, any of that. Mm -hmm. Boys, thank you again for joining me this week. See ya. Thanks, fellas. Been a pleasure as always. Thank you. No worries. You'll hear from us all next week to review a big round five. Hopefully we're not sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, yes, you'll hear us then. Goodbye. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you follow us on the socials so you don't miss any content. AFL Unlimited, because footy is limitless.